Share Care, helping you. Get younger, get guidance, get better care, get smart, get fit. Radio MD presents Share Care Radio with Daria Long Gillespie, MD. Hello, happy Tuesday, everybody. This is Dr. Daria. You are listening to Share Care Radio. Remember, if you miss anything we talk about today, go to radiomd.com backslash sharecare hyphen radio or sharecare.com backslash radiomd. You can catch all of it. We're going to have an awesome show today. And we're going to start off with something that I know a lot of us have been wondering about. It's the recent World Health Organization announcement that processed meats, meaning bacon and hot dogs, may increase our risk of cancer. I've had a lot of people ask me about this. So to help us out, I've brought in our ShareCare's chief medical officer, founder of the Real Age Test, Dr. Keith Roach, to answer all of our questions. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Daria, it's always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. So tell me, first of all, what were the announcements that the WHO made? So the WHO said that processed meats probably increase the risk of cancer. They went so far as to use a really powerful word. They said that processed meats are carcinogens, uh, mm-hmm. cancer-causing chemicals, and they said that red meat is probably carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't based on any new studies or new data. This is just a review that they've done of previously known studies that have been published in the last several years. Okay, so they really just pulled together the results of all of these and, re- and came to these conclusions. Yes. Okay, so let's get to what everybody's wondering. So, Starting with processed meats. So are you, you know, for one, what kind of foods are we talking about? Give us a few examples. So this is any kind of meat that has been smoked or cured or in some other way um, processed. We're really talking about bacon and sausages and hot dogs and salamis and things like that. Okay. And then does that include things like smoked fish and other smoked meats or really just the smoked pork and beef? They were really looking at processed red meats, that's uh, beef and veal and pork. Okay. All right. So what does this mean? Does this mean that eating bacon is going to cause cancer? So the risk that the World Health Organization said is that it increases the risk by 17 or 18 percent, which sounds pretty significant. But if you put that into terms that might make a little bit easier to understand, about 55 people in a 1,000 are going to develop colon cancer. And colon cancer is really the cancer that we're talking about here. Uh, If you eat almost no processed meat, then that risk drops from 55 to about 50 or so. And if you're in the highest group, people who eat the most amount of processed meat every day, that risk probably goes up uh, to 60 or so. So there's really a difference of one person in 100 who will get colon cancer uh, because of the processed meat intake compared with someone who eats almost none. So although that 17% number is a pretty high-sounding number, the absolute risk increase is only about 1%. Okay. That's really helpful to know. It always is important to look at both relative risk of 17% and absolutely how many people are we actually talking about. So that's very helpful. Now, two points. So we're talking mainly about colorectal cancer or colon cancer. That's right. They did take a look also at pancreatic cancer and prostate cancer, but the data there weren't enough for them to say that it increases that risk as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So 
the interesting thing and the important thing about colon cancer is that there are ways that you can reduce reduce your risk of both mm-hmm. getting and of dying from colon cancer. Part of that has to do with other things that you can eat, particularly uh, fresh fruits and vegetables. Also, there's a very effective screening test, the colonoscopy, that mm-hmm. can dramatically reduce the risk of developing and dying from colon cancer. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, not enough people are getting their colonoscopies. So that's a great point to mention. When should, Remind everyone when they should start getting their colonoscopy? If you are at average risk, you don't have a family member who has had a colon cancer, mm-hmm. then you should probably begin getting screened at about age 50 or so. Mm-hmm. And depending on what the results are, you get screened somewhere between every three and every 10 years until the age of about 70, maybe 75. Okay. Now, that's always a good reminder for everybody. So also, you know, people want to know how much there is an effective if you're eating bacon once a month or processed meats once a month or if you're eating them every day. You know, how much is on average that won't increase your risk too significantly? Right. So the cutoff that they looked at in the study was 50 grams a day. Now, 50 grams is about two ounces, which is uh, two slices of uh, thick cut bacon, which seems to be, from what I'm hearing, uh, the processed meat that people uh, have the strongest feelings about. <laughs> so if you're eating uh, two slices of bacon a day every day, that increases your risk uh, moderately. Mm-hmm. If you're having two slices of bacon a week uh, or a month, then that makes your additional risk due to the processed meat extremely small. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are you telling your patients when they come in and say, can I keep eating my bacon and hot dogs and processed meats? So I'm telling them that if they want to reduce the risk of cancer, which is a bit of a rhetorical question because everyone wants to reduce (laughs) the risk of cancer, they should plan on reducing the amount of processed meats that they're having to a reasonable level. And that means Mm -hmm. a couple of servings a week, I think, is an entirely reasonable amount. But I use this as a reminder to tell people that they do want to get the colonoscopies and they do want to have a generally healthy diet in other ways, Mm -hmm. loaded up with those fresh fruits and vegetables, which should be the mainstay of our diet. And which would counteract also, like you mentioned, reduce the risk of colon cancer a significant amount as well to be putting those healthy foods in our diets. Okay. Now, one of our listeners had said, you know, she's a child who only likes to eat hot dogs. Is it something that does she need to worry and minimize? What about when you're a child eating them on like a regular basis? So the risk of developing cancer as a child is negligible, but mm-hmm. it is important to develop good, healthy eating habits at an early age. Now, having had three children, I recognize that sometimes that just isn't possible <laughs> until the kids have uh, grown up a little bit. And so you just do the best you can. Okay, good to know. So with, in moderation, like all things, especially when it comes to children and uh, what gets them to eat as well. So jumping to red meat, you said it probably causes cancer. Tell us in the last minute or so what people need to know about that. So the data for processed meat as causing health problems is pretty solid. The data for red meat aren't as good. And the World Health Organization um, said that the, the risk uh, for cancer in particular for red meat was about half as important as it is for processed meat. So I think that the same rules apply. Eat red meat 
if you do in moderation, have it be part of a generally healthy diet, something that you do on rare occasion. Uh, and here's one tip for your listeners, and that is that marinating meat beforehand and not allowing it to get charred as though on a barbecue can substantially reduce the number of carcinogenic chemicals that are produced in the cooking. So you can significantly reduce the harm that you might be doing to yourself with red meat by not cooking it to super high temperatures and by marinating it. Now, I knew not charring it, but I did not know that marinating it helps. Why? Marinating, particularly in wine, seems to be the most effective way of reducing the production of these chemicals during high heat. Fascinating. Okay, so just marinate it for a couple hours in wine and some other good sauce? doesn't even need to be a couple hours. Just a little bit is uh, good enough. Uh, as, okay. a, uh, as a chef, I find that usually around an hour or so uh, tends to work best the way that I like it. And it's cooking with wine, which is something that I like to do. So, Keith, thank you. It's time flew by. This was very helpful for helping all of us know what can we, we can be eating to stay healthy and not substantially increase our risk of any kind of cancer. Again, this is Dr. Daria. You're listening to ShareCare Radio on Radio MD. Download anything we've you've heard today at sharecare.com backslash Radio MD and follow us at Dr. Daria and at ShareCare Inc. on Twitter. Thanks for listening and stay well. <music> 